And I can see the ground now, way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. Can you believe it? What a time to be alive. It's me, Billy Darcy. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's probably the most arrogant way I've ever started a pod, and I'm not mad about it. I'll say that. Not mad at all. Uh, but yeah, feel the hype, etc. cetera. Uh, the, the show continues. We're in the nervous 90s here at Get Around Me, me and the whole team. Um, whole team, I will say, is just me, and then I didn't really have much to talk about today. So I text my mate Mako if he had any ideas, but he had nothing. That's the whole team. So we're very excited. We're in the nervous 90s and, and you know, for the ton, we've got something special coming. Um, it's looking like it'll be a routine episode, but I might wear a, a t-shirt that says 100 on it. So mark your calendars. But I probably will do something special for the 100, but maybe I won't. We'll see what happens. Anyway. The good times are rolling here. Um, I've completed the show Nashville, which is just bittersweet. I mean, what a program. I'd like to sincerely thank the creators of that show for keeping my mental health, uh, I'm not going to say in a good state, but off the ground during the uh, the quarantine period, the, uh, the pandemic, you know, without uh, following two of country music's most fantastic fictional heroes for the last two months. I really struggle to think how what sort of state I'd be in, you know. But they've 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 kept me going with their bloody their pearly white teeth and their beautiful smiles. I love the characters. Uh, it was a fantastic finale. I didn't cry, but I wanted to. My friend Adam watched it with me, and I was ashamed to cry in front of him. But I was desperate to shed a tear. Um, it was a fantastic finale. It was one of those ones where pretty much everything you wanted to happen happened, but not everything, which kind of made it good. Um, it was it was fantastic. Um, and then from there, I've gone straight from Nashville into the OC. Now, this is a transition we've not seen before because usually when it comes to television, you know, you commit to a great show like Nashville, six seasons, and they nailed the finale. Usually there's that hangover period or usually you get to season seven, season eight of a program and it just becomes absolute mud. You know, I'm looking at you, Suits. I'm looking at you, How I Met Your Mother, season nine. It was garbage. Uh, I'm looking at you, Shameless, Season 7. Absolute trash. Um, and you hate to see it with these programs, but Nashville, six seasons, knocked it out of the park. They killed off the main character in Season 5, which I wasn't stoked about. I really hope that was a contractual issue with the actress and not not the writing, because that was fucking... I'll never forgive you for killing Rainer. But just a fantastic program. And then from there, I've gone straight into the OC. Another fantastic program. Uh, and I've never seen the OC before. I'm aware it's uh, sort of 20 years old, but I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's one of the best TV transitions we've seen, uh, you know, since about probably 2007 when I went from How I Meet Your Mother straight into Avatar The Last Airbender. That was a fucking great time to be alive, that. February through April 2007, best time of my goddamn life. So... I'm loving it. If you haven't seen the OC before, it stands for Orange County. Uh, it's a fantastic program. Basically, it's just a bunch of people who are all absolute 10 out of 10s, and they're all chopping each other, okay? It's an incestuous show, um, and a lot of drama, but everyone's just bloody going at each other like rabbits, and it's fucking awesome. And it's it's one of those shows where it's over-the-top dramatic, but it's it's good. 
And I reckon this show brainwashed a lot of kids in the early 2000s because, like, the nerdy kid Seth, he's just getting with 10s left and right. You know, the amount of losers in high school who must have been watching this and thinking, fuck, I'm just like Seth. I'm also a socially inept loser. But then you got fucking Rachel Bilson riding him like a bike. So it's, it's fucking, it's an encouraging show to watch. It really is. But it's very dramatic. I love it so much. Um, and they always, they go for it on the OC. Like, one of the lads was, um, also, I've never seen the OC before. So please don't, don't spoil it for me. Um, but they always go for it in the OC. I love it. One of the lads was um, having sex with his ex-girlfriend's mother. Okay. And that's a real way to, you want to get back at your ex-girlfriend, you know, you could get with her friends, you know, you could try and make her jealous with a new girl, or you could really give it to her and just split her mum in half like a fucking log, you know, that's how you get back at the old, the old ex-ball and chain, hey, see her down at the, uh, down at your local Westfield, hey, hey, uh, hey Luke, what have you been up to, you know, it's good to see you since we broke up, you know, I I hope there's no hard feelings, (laughs) hard feelings? What have I been up to? I've been fucking going absolutely to town on your mother. That's what I've been up to, hey? How does that feel? The old upgrade for me. What are you going to do, chop my dad? He's 60 and disgusting. Your move, Kate. Your move. So it's a fantastic... It's, it's awesome. I'm loving it. And, uh, and also, my roommates are loving it. Usually, the shows I watch, they say are sort of, you know, um, gay or, you know, for women or... You're watching that trash again. But the OC, all the boys are all around it. So it's fantastic. It's a real bonding thing. But the OC is so dramatic. Like when uh, Luke came in to tell to tell this bloke, Ryan, that he'd, he'd stopped chopping his ex-girlfriend's mum. Right? You think, you think he'd come in. Now, the daughter is in the bathroom. He doesn't know. You think he'd come in and say, Ryan, I've stopped sleeping with Mrs. Cooper. No, nope. he comes in top of his lungs and goes, well... I've stopped having sex with Mrs. Cooper. Fucking brilliant. They could hear him fucking two suburbs away. You know? Yep, I've stopped uh, having unprotected sex with the mother of my ex. Glad Marissa's not hearing this. I just sent about a, a million mini Lukes into her mum. Anyway, you want to play some volleyball? Dude, it's a fucking great show. Get around the OC. It's on Stan. Stan, by the way, is holding up. Remember when Stan came out and we were all like, oh... That won't last. You know, there was Stan and Chill. That was a that was an unpopular joke for quite some time. But look at Stan Go, hey? Still got quality programs on there. Still holding strong. I'm looking at you, Amazon Prime. You're absolute trash. Hit the bricks. You're taking you're taking viewers away from Stan. But it's a fantastic, fantastic program. So that's really exciting me at the moment. Getting me through some of these uh sort of longer unemployed days. Um, so basically, I break up my day with OC episodes, really. Uh, but, so that was pretty cool. Last Thursday, did some comedy, though. Let's get serious, guys. Enough enough talking about tens. Let's get serious. I did some stand-up comedy, and that's as serious as it gets. Um, but I did two gigs on Thursday. Dude, sickest gigs. Sickest gigs. So it was two shows. My mate Daniel Muggleton was putting them on, and it was me and uh, another friend of mine, Nat Demina, and we both did 25 minutes each uh, in the show. And it was it was a, it had this cool like rock club. There was like a mezzanine level balcony theater, and then there was the downstairs green room. Was sick. Um, 
two shows back to back. Oh, it was so good. Because my first gig back on Monday last week, um, I went I went okay. Like, I didn't bomb, um, apart from that eating disorder joke, which I have tweaked. Um, but it was more just exciting just to step foot on a stage, you know, just plant your feet and go, fuck, have some of this, you know. Uh, but then Thursday, I was doing 25 minutes, which is a long time. It really is a long time. Um, because let me tell you, if you lose the crowd at the seven-minute mark, and you got another freaking, you know, 20 to go. That's a long 20, my friend. And you can think about doing hour shows from there. You, dude, fuck, my f- first year of doing hour shows. Do you have a bad hour? Or like, uh, you know, if, if you, at 12 minutes, something goes wrong and you lose the crowd. You got you to gotta fight like hell from there for the next 45. You know, it's an uphill battle. And it was only my second gig back. So I was very nervous doing the 25 minutes. Um... But I will say, first show, crowd was great. I think it was sold out the first show. Don't know how many people that was, but um, but fuck, dude, hot one, real hot one. The first show, smashed it out of the park. Felt like my old self. Um, second show, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a prick to the second show crowd. Now the second show was fantastic as well. It was not as good, um, but it was it was fine. The second show was fine as well, but the first show, oh, that first show was just an erotic experience for me fantastic oh god um but yeah it was just a lot of fun and it was great felt like i was doing it you know felt like i was doing it that's very exciting um and that was pretty much it but i will say thursday this is probably the only serious thing i've ever said on the pod previously and i'll say it again now i donated blood on thursday and i highly encourage anyone who's able to uh to get out there and donate blood super easy uh, just go on redcrosslifeblood.org or whatever. Give it a give it a Google. It's not hard. But guys, donating blood, it's fucking mint. You go in there. It takes 10 minutes. Um, as long as you weren't sort of a transgender man in Papua New Guinea last year. Uh, in fact, I don't think being trans... As long as you weren't maybe having sex with trans... Uh, as long as you weren't having sex with transsexuals in Papua New Guinea last year, you're pretty much good to go. Okay? that's The only question they ask, really, is different variations of that. Um, and it takes, it takes all of freaking once they put the needle in, it takes about freaking six minutes or something. You just watch the Today Show or you put a podcast in, you know, put a bit of get around me in while you're donating blood. That seven minutes is going to feel like two because you're having such a good time. Uh, I guess maybe it might be a bit hazardous. You don't want to laugh too hard with a needle in your arm, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I highly encourage anyone who's able to, to donate blood. It's super easy. You get a fucking free uh, free cheese and bickies and a chocolate oak afterwards all the nurses are like you're my hero and i'm like do you want to go out next week they're like that's not how it works i said i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm i'm woozy from the blood that was a that was a joke and they're like you asked me out last time i'm like all right girls i'll see you later i'll see you later but i highly encourage you to to donate blood if you can um so i did that on thursday takes 10 minutes save a few lives Feel good about yourself before you go home and watch another six hours of the OC. So get around that if you can. Now, some news during the week that caught me um, is that cats can now get coronavirus. I don't know if anyone's seen this. Cats can now get coronavirus. You know, as if these poor cat ladies didn't have enough problems going on. You know, you're locked up with your freaking 37 cats. You know, your your ex-boyfriend from high school won't 
won't return your various calls and messages. You know, he's got three kids now with a, with a wife. Leave him alone. But now to make matters worse, just as you're peeling the fucking film off your, off your microwave lasagna on a Tuesday night, all rugged up in your weird cat jumper, fucking Mittens has, Mittens has got coronavirus and is dead on the kitchen floor. You know, it's a brutal, brutal time. Um, I guess the only lucky thing is they, they usually do have multiple cats, uh, these women. So, you know, if, if one gets it, I'm not sure if it's as contagious or what, but hopefully the other 36 can, can keep on kicking. You know, you gotta, you're giving CPR to Mittens on a goddamn Tuesday. This disease is evil. I've said it before and I'll say it again. But this cat thing caught my attention because now in year eight, now this is a weird segue, in year eight, I was about 13 or 14, thinking probably 14, I had glandular fever and I had a very severe case of it. So I couldn't get out of bed for about maybe like a whole school term. So like two months or whatever. Missed a whole school term. Um, missed all this cricket and soccer, which I guess now who gives a fuck, but at the time I cared. Um, anyway, came back to school the next term and there's two ways you can get glandular fever. You get it from kissing people, right? Or cats can carry it. All right. Now, luckily my year eight, uh, friends and non-friends were, they didn't really sort of disseminate this information and the rumor that went around. Uh, my high school in year eight was that I was off sick because I was hooking up with cats and that's how I got glandular fever. So I guess this is a PSA for anyone who is hooking up with cats out there. Don't do it because not only could they have the glands, they could also now have the Rona. So stay away from that. Um, but yeah, so everyone was telling people that Billy Darcy makes out with stray cats, not even domesticated ones. Term three of year eight, 2008. What a long 10 weeks it was for me, you know? Yeah, we'd be in class, a fucking cat comes on the TV like a lion or something in geography. Oh, Billy, don't root the lion, you sick fuck. You know? The teacher's laughing as well, no one gives a shit. It's fucking brutal. Longest school term of my goddamn life. It's probably some of the worst bullying I received. And, uh, you know, when you're in year eight, you know, most of the time you're hanging out at shopping centers, maybe kicking kicking a soccer ball at the local park. You know, chewing gum in a car park, being nefarious. And this is just fucking, there's just stray cats everywhere in these sort of locations. So I was, you know, we'd be fucking, I'd have a friend over with neighbor's cat to be on the fence. Oh, Bill, what are you going to go go and jack off thinking about this cat? You freak. No, Nathan, I'm not going to go jack off talking about this, thinking about this cat. You sick fuck. So it was a, a long term for me, a long term. And... You know, year eight, I was quite susceptible to bullying back then because I was probably 13, 14 years old. I think at that point, I'd probably only had sex with maybe 37 or 38 women. And only a handful of those were threesomes. So, you know, I hadn't really built that self-confidence base yet. And now everyone's going around saying I uh, hook up with cats. So, as someone who's not ever... I think I must have caught the disease, caught glandular fever off a cat. My nan had a cat, so... But I didn't hook up with it, okay? Back off. Stop telling people that. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I'm extra sheepish around cats, okay? I'm fucking... I already told the neighbours. I said, keep that fucking cat away from me, okay? I've got history with this sort of stuff. So, yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is, if you live in Melbourne, wear a mask, okay? Because <laughs> these cats are scandalous and they're very seductive. You know, you think... Uh, anyway. 
I'm going to talk about fucking cats too much. But, anyway, what I do want to talk about, oh yeah, I saw this fucking trash on the, on the news. Anyone seen these anti-mask people? You know, some people just want to be anti-something just so they don't blow their own fucking head off, you know what I mean? Like, you can really tell how little someone has going on by, by like, what, what grinds their gears, you know? You know when you see someone at a, at a freaking Macca's blowing up because, because their coffee's too hot and they're having a go at the chick behind the checkout and it's like, it's like a 43 year old woman having to go at a genuine 13 year old girl. And it's like, look, your husband cheated on you. Leave Mary, Kate and Ashley alone. You know what I mean? And these anti-mask people just reek of the same vibes. Like the lady who went to Bunnings and, uh, and, and, and blew up at the people reading like her rights and all this. Like she'd obviously been fucking on the phone with old mate Ziggy Alberts. You know, Ziggy was telling her that Bunnings is actually a neo-Nazi cell group. You got, you got to stick it to them. Very bizarre behavior. Let me tell you, if you're going down to Bunnings purely to blow up at uh, the 17-year-old in the plants aisle, I'm guessing your day was pretty fucking free, love, yeah? And it's just, it's just silly. The whole thing's silly. I mean, just wear a fucking mask. How hard is it? You know? I don't know. I just don't see the problem. I really just don't see the problem. And, and then on the Today Show, Carl Stefanovic, you know? I think it's hilarious that Carl Stefanovic, whether it be a tsunami or a, or a pandemic or a bloody, you know, the Black Lives Matter rally, they always send in Carl Stefanovic, heavy, heavy hitting Carl. I love Carl Stefanovic, but I just, uh, just don't think he's a very smart guy. Um, I'd have a beer with him. Do I care what he has to say on scientific issues? Not particularly. Not particularly, no. Do I rewatch him drunk after the Logies at least once a week? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. But he had this anti-mask lady on the news. And, you know, and then he's done the thing where he's gone, he's, he's blown up at her. She's saying why she doesn't want to wear a mask. And Carl's blown up at her and gone, I'm not listening. That's it. And he storms out and stops the interview. He cuts her off. It's all very dramatic. And uh, firstly, I agree with a lot of people who said they shouldn't even have the anti-masker on the, you're just giving a lunatic a platform, you know? It's like when they, they would always have Pauline Hanson on and be like, oh, we didn't know she was going to be racist. It's like, yeah, but you probably did. So, you know, and, and the thing is with these these little sneaky little TV and radio shows is you, they want to come across as, uh, you know, oh, we're, we're for the people, we're, you know, in favor of whatever's, you know, the right thing to do, the right thing to say. You know, we want to be... Uh, sort of a beacon of morality on your Wednesday morning, if you will. But the reality is they don't they just want the ratings, you know? And that that all this it's all manufactured, all this outrage or emotion from these presenters, just these goddamn presenters, these screen readers, you know? With Carl Stefanovic, like it would have been written in, blow up at her. You know, all and then it's all over news.com.au. Look at me, I'm talking about it. I don't even know how to access channel nine. I literally don't know how to access channel 7, 9, and 10 on my television. And yet we're here talking about it. That's the thing. It's all manufactured, the outrage. Carl couldn't give a fuck if this chick wears a mask or not. He wants to go home to his fucking 24-year-old wife that he, he, left, he left his age-appropriate one for. 
He wants to bang her, have six beers, come in the next morning and do it all again. And can you fucking blame him? I don't blame him. You know, it's just the, the media the media cycle that he, he works for. But the whole thing, like, just... It's just the fakeness of it, the manufactured nature. It's like when the radio presenter, anyone with presenter next to their name, hit the bricks, honestly. It's like Kyle Sandilands goes on 60 Minutes crying because he ate too many muffins and now he can't fit his Rolex around his fat fucking wrist. It's like, you think he wasn't planning to cry? You think he didn't walk into the building going at the seven minute mark, I'm going to cry? In fact, that whole interview was a, was a hoax that Kyle Sandilands did. And these ones where where Carl, uh, Carl Stefanovic storms off or Koshy gets in a strop or fucking God knows what. It's, and you know what? What a shame. What a complete waste of a platform. We've got such a, already just like such a, a narrow media landscape in Australia. You know, there's barely any platforms for, you know, comedians, economists, fucking politicians, this sort of stuff to actually go on and, and say, if, say a joke or, or if you're a scientist, say your thing. And we just got these talking heads just fucking manufacturing anything they can for ratings. It's honestly just, just what a waste, you know? What a complete waste. But anyway, and like how hard it just, whatever your thing is, just do your thing. Like Kate to Marty, I saw Marty Sheargold is, is leaving that, uh, that program. And you know what? What a fantastic program that is. It's a comedy program. They got three funny, interesting, unique people. They're all different from each other. Doing a great program. Using that platform, it's a comedy platform. They've got comedians on all the time. They've got, you know, uh, singers and actors. They're doing it. They never have fake outrage on there. You know, Marty Sheargold never breaks down and goes, Oh, where's my hair? I want my hair back. Oh, I'm on $4 million a year, but please. Have... He doesn't do that shit, okay? Kate Ritchie's not on there fucking crying. And if she does, it's usually pretty tasteful. And I've, I find myself quite turned on. So... How hard is it just to do your thing? You know, if you're a newsreader, just read the news and shut the fuck up, Carl Stefanovic. No one cares that you're outraged, mate. No one cares that you're you're upset or you're happy. It's it's just... You, Carl Stefanovic would shoot a toddler from a metre away if it got better ratings for the Today Show. You know what I mean? Who cares? Who cares about any of it? Oh, God. What a waste of a platform. It just makes me... just makes me sad, you know? What a just lame. The whole thing's just lame. So, I don't know. Misuse of the platform, I would say. Bloody... And do you know what, Carl Stefanovic, you piece of shit? You made me... You made me harp on, which I hate to do, but you fucking... You got me harping. You, you sexy icon. I still would have a beer with Carl Stefanovic any day of the week. But I'm just saying, if, if the fuck... If, if Carl Stefanovic told me which vitamins to take, I'm not going to listen to him, and neither should you. And you shouldn't listen to me either, you know? Go, I'm saying, get your uh, information from appropriate sources. But anyway. But anyway. Carl Stefanovic, what a, what a master of his, of his craft. But anyway. Let's talk about something... And you know what? Let's talk about some real goddamn news. I want to talk about... I want to talk about, oh, I want to talk about adversity. I want to talk about defying the odds. Uh, I want to talk about good versus evil for a second here because my soccer team had our first win on the weekend. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. It doesn't get better. Okay. We were dead last on the table. I think we're second last now. 
But we were playing, this team was coming third. They were a formidable team. Formidable. Uh, they were much tougher than us. Uh, a lot of them appeared to be sort of blue-collar types in their 30s. Uh, with And some of them had ethnic backgrounds. So I could tell they were definitely a lot harder than these 15, uh, you know, shiny white rich kids from the Northern Beaches. We were definitely out-gritted, out, outmatched strength-wise. Um, some, of, some of them I could tell came from harsh backgrounds, but... But we said, I gave, after my rocket last week to the lads, I was once again given the captaincy armband. And I said, you won't regret this. And my manager said, no one else wanted to do it. I said, you won't regret this. Okay. Now, I do the toss with their captain. He's about 37. He doesn't introduce himself. He, he, said, uh, he said, oh, well, have a good game. I said, this means war, cunt. And he said, what? And I said, See you on the finish line. He said, it's not a race. I said, fuck you. And that was the vibe, okay? I got in his head early. Um, now, I won the toss and it was a sign of things to come because five minutes in, this kid on my team, Rory, hit a volley from about 45 meters out, top corner, best goal I've ever seen in my life. Now, we go 1-0 up against a team that's much better than us. I see an opportunity. I say the, the uh, timeless adage. I say, lads, Nil all, we start again. Okay, it fell on deaf ears because they were immediately all over us. One all. Okay, the pressure's back on. I'm thinking, fuck, that that volley goal we scored was an absolute freak of nature. We're going down here. But my roommate Adam was in goals. We don't have a real goalkeeper. My roommate Adam put his hand up. Now, we let him be goalie because no one wants to do it. It's a terrible job. Um, it's very hard. It's very scary. And also, we let in about eight goals a game. So it's it's a thankless job. But it turns out Adam Rogan must have been maybe sort of a, a Premier League goalkeeper in a past life. He was unbelievable. He's punching the ball. He's catching the ball. Um, he was doing it all. His goal kicks, I personally didn't care for. I took over I took over those because he couldn't get the ball off the ground. But, but with his hands, my God. This guy had like hands for hands. They were fantastic. Um, and it was just a great game. Uh, I will say, yeah, some of the foreign guys, best way to defuse a situation, by the way, just don't speak English. You can't fire up at a bloke who doesn't speak English. One of their guys put a hit on me that was about 10 seconds too late. And I go, mate, what the fuck? You little piece of shit. Don't do that again. And he goes, no palo en bless. I go, what? He goes, no, pa- no muchacho. I say, ah. Uh. I was like, what? And he goes, no inglés. And I go, oh, Okay. I said, all right, good good luck for the rest of the game. There's there's literally nothing you can say to a bloke who doesn't speak your language. I think I I think I lent him twenty dollars. There's nothing that can be done. Anyway, so it's one all at half time. Um and I gave a pretty rousing speech at half time. Now, second half, they're absolutely killing us. I won't spare I'll spare a few details because I realise it's probably boring to people who don't play in my team, but we go up two one. I said, lads, I want another. We go up 3-1. I said, lads, I want one more. Um, and in about the 85th minute, uh, I was given a yellow card for some pretty unsportsmanlike behavior. I booted the ball about 200 meters away um, after it was already out. Uh, one of their guys said to me, you're a piece of shit. You're already up 3-1. What's your problem? And I literally, I, don't, I didn't care then and I don't care now. I was ravenous for this win. Okay, and then we, we won 4-1, so have some of that, mate. Um, 
So, yeah, pretty average for me in that moment. But I was just so fired up. And we finally won. And we did celebrate like nerds, I will say. Like, we literally celebrated this round five win against a mid-table team like we had won the World Cup. It was fucking champagne everywhere. Uh, we'd do a sing in the song, big huddle, everyone's jumping around. It was pretty embarrassing. You know, we were one from five. Um, but who gives a fuck? We won. Oh, so good. Walked into the fucking pub after the game. My opening line to... Uh, I only talked to this one group of girls, but I just said to these uh, this group of girls, I said, well, ladies, I assume you've heard. And they said, heard what? And I just laughed for about a minute. I said, and then I, I walked off and said, why don't you read the news? And then, and then one of them came up to me after and said, no, seriously, what are you talking about? I said, my Division Three soccer team had our first win of the season, babe. How about you wake the fuck up? And then my, my mate Macca comes over with his tried and, tri- and tested trick. He said, sorry, is my friend bothering you? And she said, no, no, no. And then Macca just fucking swooped in. Macca is a deceitful man. You need to watch out for Macca. I'll say that. But we had our first win and I'm so happy. Just got to fix up this camera. Okay, so. A couple of thoughts. Um, topics. Uh, information, etc. So, firstly, what are these? So, I went to this family uh, family friend's barbecue on the old uh, the Lord's Day on the weekend. And uh, I was playing... Uh, I, I requested a, uh, a song on the, uh, the Ox. The Ox Cable, the AUX. And I requested one of my favourite Nashville tunes. And it's a country music tune. And a lot of people hate country music. Now, I've covered this before. If you, if you hate country music, I get it. But also, in theory, it's fucking awesome. Because every song is either... I've got this great girl, let's get blind, hand me the whiskey. Or the next song is, oh God, she's gone, let's get blind, hand me the whiskey. So either way, you're getting blind. I don't know how that's not appealing to more people. But anyway. But this bloke, um, he's like a family friend, he's about 27 or something. Um, put on this Nashville tune, he goes, oh, who requested this? And I go, right here, Big Chief. Have you seen the show Nashville? He goes, I haven't, mate. And country music is absolute trash. How could you listen to this? He goes, mate, this is grim from you. I go, oh, I just really like it, that's all. And he goes, oh, really? Mate, that's fucking embarrassing. How could, how could you like country music, mate? This is so embarrassing. I can't believe you requested this. And I said, mate, firstly, and this is just a PSA. I think from, once you're above the age of 20, there is no taste anymore. There's no music taste. There's just music you like and music you don't, okay? I said, mate, I'm a, I'm a 25-year-old man, Okay. Do you honestly think I'm going to stop listening to something or enjoying a program because you told me to? Like, get a fucking grip. This isn't year nine, okay? I don't have to pretend to, like, Tyler the Creator because the fucking head of the rugby team is cranking it on the bus, okay? Get a fucking grip, you balding cunt. Like, dead set. I, I fucking hate when people try to peer pressure you like you're 14 still. I go, mate, not only is it staying on, but I'm turning it up. Fuck you, okay? Don't try... Don't let anyone tell you what to like once you're an adult, okay? This isn't year nine. We don't all have to... We don't all have to fucking, you know, go to the same house party every week where it's the same 12 songs, you know? Whatever Flume's playing at the time and then some fucking... Some Childish Gambino and whatever, you know? Even though I do like those two artists, but... But yeah, this isn't the... uh, There's no cool music once you're an adult. There's no cool and uncool... 
You know, there's no... It's just what you like and what you don't like, okay? And don't let anyone tell you what to like once you're an adult. Being an adult can be tough enough at times when you fucking... You know, you got God, God knows what going on. And, uh, and people want to tell you what to like. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever... I literally just laughed in this stupid prick's face. I go, okay, mate, great. I've just pressed shuffle on the whole season six album. Suck my dick. Like, what is wrong with people? I've publicly said numerous times I still enjoy High School Musical. You think you're going to shame me at a fucking barbecue? You're kidding. You're goddamn kidding, okay? What, you don't have you don't have a single embarrassing song you like there, Chief? You know? You've never pumped on a bit of freaking... Uh, is it embarrassing to listen to Missy Higgins? I don't think so, but some people would say, so I love her as well. But, you know, a bit of, uh, you know, Natalie Imbruglia, love her. You know, this sort of stuff, like, it's, it's not, I don't think it's embarrassing to like Taylor Swift, is it? I love her. But it's like, it's like, really, you're going to fucking, oh, you only listen to ASAP Rocky. Okay, thanks, mate. Thanks for the input. What's that? You great people at the NAB bank across the road? I'm shocked. Okay? Hit the bricks, you fucking nerd. You, sh- you shop at General Pants and you're 27. Grow up. But yeah, just don't ever let anyone tell you what to what to like and dislike, you know, once you're an adult. Fair enough when you're 14, 15, 16, 17. I mean, I gave in to peer pressure like anyone. I'm going, yeah, I fucking, I love, I love beer and, uh, and Slipknot, lads. Fucking sign me up. What's that? A case of uh, VB tins cranking Slipknot in your dad's basement? My God. It, it sounds like Billy Darcy heaven. I hated both those things when I was 16. But you do that stuff when you're a teenager because you want to fit in and you want to be liked, etc. But I'm 25. It's the Lord's Day. I've had two glasses of red and some bloke who's going bald is going to tell me what to... I'm sorry. No. No. I'm not standing for it. Okay. Hairline aside. All right. I don't want to pick on this guy's hairline, but it's the only thing I can remember about him. But fuck off. Okay. I hate that. You know, like when people like, uh, I think I told this story on the pod before, but I was, um, oh, maybe I didn't actually, it was probably before I had the podcast, but last year in Perth, um, so this is probably January last year, I went on a date or February, maybe I think it was January, February, like late Jan, early Feb. I went on a date with this girl in Perth when I was over there doing shows and I got there a few days before my show started. Cause I had, um, I had other, uh, sort of club spots set up and showcase spots. I meet this girl at a, um, it was the weirdest thing. My mate had like a comedy dating show and this girl goes on stage and they make her say, um, they make her describe her perfect guy. And she just described me. <laughs> I swear, I, I swear to God, I was the, she literally said like tall, skinny, um, br- long brown hair with freckles. And I was standing at the back. I was like, this is what is happening. This is great. So then later on, I saw her and I said, I said, uh, it's probably one of my better lines. I said, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I believe I'm your perfect man. And then we ended up going uh, on, a, on a date later the, the next night. And so I got on a date with this girl and I think we had a few drinks and she said, oh, some of my friends are at um, this bar down the road. Do you want to go have a few drinks with them? I go, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I've got no friends in Perth. Happy to meet people. Sounds good. So we go there and this girl was about 28. I was about 24. All her friends are 28. And, um, uh, oh yeah, so this bloke, kind of annoying, but he's, he's whatever. And he's got all these mushroom caps on him. And I'd never taken mushrooms before. Oh, no. I, okay, so I had taken mushrooms before, but 
never. I took them in Thailand. I don't know if that counts. So I'd never take them. I'd never taken mushrooms domestically before. And um. And he goes, and I'm on this date with this girl, and also like date's going pretty well. So he goes, man, um, take. Do you want a mushroom cap? And I go. Nah, nah, I'm alright. Because I had my first ever solo show interstate the next night. So I wanted to be sharp the next day. You know, I don't mind a little bit of a hangover, but I don't want to be coming down off mushrooms or whatever. I know maybe there's not a come down off them, but this is what I was thinking. Um, so I was, I said, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. And he goes, he goes, nah, man, take some mushrooms. I go, oh, I've just, I've got a lot to do tomorrow. I don't worry. And he starts like trying to peer pressure me. And, uh, and he goes, oh, come on, man. Like we're all taking them like 12... Mate, he goes, you take half of one, you fucked up for six hours, no hangover. What's wrong with you, mate? You don't like a good time? And uh, and he's like, come on, like, uh, Kate's going to take one, like, point of the girl I'm with. And I go, mate, <laughs> I'm not a fucking child. I'm not taking them, okay? <laughs> Hit the bricks. And I thought it was hilarious. He literally, like, tried to peer pressure me into taking drugs. And I was 24 years old. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I go... He goes, he goes, oh, come on, man. Like, we're all doing it. I go, okay, cool. I'm a 24-year-old man. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Get, just hit the bricks, okay? I hate it when people do that to you when you're an adult. It's like, mate, this isn't year nine. I'm not taking the mushroom caps, okay? Hit the bricks. But anyway, so yeah, don't let anyone peer pressure you when you're an adult. And try not to let them do it to you when you're a teenager, but easier said than done. And Billy D did a lot of stupid stuff. Even probably into my early 20s. So, I understand it. But, you know, once you get to 23, 24, 25, especially, man, dude, fuck off. Anyone tell anyone telling you what to do and you like or what to like or who to like. Oh, God. What the? F- no. No, no, no. Absolutely not. So, yeah, that was something that happened on Sunday. But, uh, but yeah, I will say this as well, just on this... Uh, Oh, yeah, this other thing. Oh, this fucking... This piece of shit. All right, so this guy. I'll say... Uh, I went a bit long on that rant. This podcast is blown out a bit. Fuck. Gotta cut some stuff. Okay, so... This guy as well. And you know what? This fucking guy, dude, sucked. All right, I'll tell you about it. Just average dresser. Just a loser. I think he was... You know when it's like you don't even know why someone's at the barbecue and then their partner's there? That was this guy. It was like, he was like, oh yeah, I date Erica. I'm thinking, who the fuck's Erica? But what, whatever. So, this guy. It's like 27, 28. And uh, there's a big cheese plate that comes out, okay? Big big Jenny Darcy's put out all the stops. There's salami. There's like four different types of cheese. You got your blue cheese, your pate, your brie, blah, 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 blah. All that, the minty stuff. Crackers, it's going off, okay? There's Cabanossi, olives. Oh, what a treat. So we're all sitting around this coffee table, and this is where the bloke slagged me off for the country music. So I'm already a bit, I'm a bit off him. I've had two glasses of red, and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to fucking ruin the barbecue. Um, now, we're all sitting around this cheese platter, okay? This guy's like probably the oldest bloke around this coffee table. We're all, you know, indulging in a bit of everything. Bit of cheese, bit of olives, whatever. This fucking piece of shit, I swear to God. Nothing but Cabanossi. He's just shoveling Cabanossi into his mouth. There's a small bowl of Cabanossi and he's hogging it all. It's the best thing on the platter, okay? Everyone knows that. And I go, I go, mate, Jesus Christ, you go and hammer on tongue on that Cabanossi. 
get some get some of the cheeses on you, mate. On uh, you know, expand your palate. And he goes, oh, I don't like that blue cheese shit, mate. I go, what about the olives? He goes, no, I don't like that either, mate. Don't like it. He goes, oh, I don't really like that sort of stuff, mate. Not for me. Why, why would I try that stuff? It looks gross. And let me tell you, if you you are not an adult until you can eat everything on the cheese platter, okay? Expand your goddamn horizons. Listen here, chief You think the rest of us don't want to sit here eating nothing but cabanossi? Of course we want to sit here eating nothing but cabanossi. I'd love to have nothing but a huge bowl of cabanossi for dinner every night, Okay. That's not how the world works, especially when, there's a, when it's part of a bigger platter. So look, honestly, people who can't handle like new tastes, grow the fuck up, okay? Do you have that little ticker, you can't try something new? Oh, oh, this didn't taste nice. I'm going to have to have a Macca's cheeseburger when I go home just to reset my palate. Also, bit of context on this piece of shit. He was drinking CC and dries at a family gathering on a, on a Sunday. A lunch thing. You know that bloke who comes around, opens up a CC and dry. It's like, mate, have some beer or wine or a, or a nice refreshing cider if you're that way inclined. But don't open a fucking can of soda pop at my family home, okay? Don't fucking do it. But if you can't, like, if you're, uh, like, grow up. I think this is what I'm trying to talk about for the last 15 minutes. Grow the fuck up. You, you, you've never tried blue cheese and you're 28? He goes, I've never tried it. I never will. Looks disgusting. I go, you're a child. You're an absolute child, mate. Put the cabanossi down. I moved the bowl of cabanossi. I said, mate, you've had enough. I said, you're going to spoil your lunch, mate. You know, and just these, just honestly, if you're going to be an adult and, and it's just reckless, okay, don't hog the cabanossi. That's what I'm trying to say here. Expand your horizons. Cheese platters, all right, it's a platter. Respect it accordingly. Have a little bit of everything, okay? Everyone gets a little bit of everything. It's not you have a bowl of cabanossi. I'll, I'll... While he's eating that bowl of cabanossi, I felt like grabbing the whole wheel of brie cheese and just shoving it in my mouth and going, yeah, my favorite's the cheese. Is this what we're doing? Is this what we're fucking doing? God, I hate that guy. But yeah, um, I'm trying to say, grow up. Don't let people tell you what to like. But at the same time, be an adult when it comes to a cheese platter and be willing to try new things. Okay. And also, don't drink soda pop at a family lunch on a Sunday! Um, okay. Now. I don't know if this last 13 minutes has been... <laughs> I thought I had some points to make. I think I just hate that guy. I think that's what's happened here. I just fucking hate that guy. Um, but, yeah. I will say this. Talked about soccer for about 20 minutes. Okay, now this pod, I'm not going to lie. I had another three to four things I wanted to talk about. We're at the 40-minute mark. Um, I don't want to get beheaded at the 47-minute mark, which is what usually happens. So, I will say I have one little thing, and then we'll wrap it up. I'll have to listen back and cut huge segments of this, but we'll see. Um, Now, have you ever been just upstage? This is still the same family barbecue. You ever been just to have something blow up in your face when you're trying to defend someone, like in real time? What happened was my sister was let go from her job and uh, very, very, uh, you know, it was coronavirus related. She worked at a uh, medical clinic and um, no one wants to go to the doctors anymore. They're terrified to be around sick people. So she was, uh, she got let go and I was giving her a pep talk. I said, I said, you know, you're a smart girl. You're, you're bright. You're very likable. You know, you'll, you'll get a, a brand new job in no time. Don't even worry about it. And, uh, 
And my sister's like, oh, thanks, Bill. Really appreciate it. I go, honestly, you'd be hired in no time. You're, you're a bright young girl. You're as smart as anything, sharp as hell. Don't even worry about it. You know, I, your boss is, a, is an idiot for letting you go. She goes, okay. And then my mom yells out to my sister. She goes, she goes hey, uh, can you, uh, Tab, can you get the salad bowl? It's, it's to your right. And my sister goes, yeah, no worries. And she turns left. And she stays left for quite some time. And I'm just looking at her going, are you fucking serious right now? And she go, I go, I go, Tab, it's to your right. And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, oh, sorry. I'm so bad with that stuff sometimes. I go, this stuff. I go, what left and rights? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, Wait, it's, it's, not, it's not fucking the history of the American Civil War. It's left and right. Sort it out. Jesus Christ. And I, I looked at her and thought, fuck, maybe your boss was right after all. You know, I, I thought maybe your boss was onto something. Like, Jesus Christ. I, to, I, I felt like calling up the fucking RTA and being like, revoke this chick's driver's license. She's pulling into roundabouts, giving way to the left. You know, there's going to be a freaking T-bone incident. I'm just looking at her and I'm going, oh my God, I cannot believe I've just been telling you how smart you are for the last five minutes. This is fucking embarrassing. You've besmirched my good name with your, your lack of knowledge of left and right. God forbid anyone says, can you get the salad bowl at Southeast? You know, she'd probably just, I don't know what she'd do there. She'd probably just run around in circles, <laughs> hoping to fucking lay eyes on it. Truly terrifying stuff. So that was that was an example of just something just blowing up in my face straight away. But so it was a quite a little heartwarming one to end. I hope this pod is about forty four ish. I hope this pod was enjoyable. I think, unfortunately, guys, I got a bit carried away at times during that one between Carl Stefanovic and that guy who ate all the cabanossi. Fucking oh god damn! I just got too worked up, you know. And you know what? I guarantee Carl Stemmerg's the sort of bloke. Beautiful big cheese platter at his mansion. And he's just nothing but salami and cabanossi. Try an olive, Carl. Try an olive. But anyway, that's the pod for this week. I hope it was good. I'm honestly unsure. But beggars can't be choosers. I'm not re-recording. So, thank you for listening. As always, if you'd like to tag a friend in a stand-up comedy video of mine on Facebook, it's a huge help to me, guys. I really appreciate the people who do that. Um, just to sort of help sort of get the word out about my stand-up comedy and maybe um, you know if you tag a friend they might they might like it they might not but you've probably tagged them in uh, I've had tag mates tag me in uh, like Japanese videos where it's like proper murders like they just murder someone so I think you know my stand-up could be a nice uh, sort of palate cleanser after some murder uh, anyway yeah so if you want to do that that'd be fantastic donate blood if you're able to Highly encourage you to. It's very uh, good for the soul. And uh, and thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me. Don't you wait too long, wait too long. I always